And you are listening to the RU Review, our weekly review of RU football. Brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio, along with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. And on the line, we have the sideline reporter for Rutgers football, Anthony Fusilli. Anthony, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, Fooch, we'll get to the road game at Kansas in plenty of time. But first, we've had five days to digest a very rough outing in Columbus. We knew how good Ohio State was, but, man, that was a disappointing performance by Rutgers. Uh, What's your thought on on how it all went down uh, Saturday in Columbus? Well, you know, to be quite honest, they they were overwhelmed. Uh, You know, football is an easy game sometimes, and if you are dominating the trenches, uh, it's going to lead to some, uh, you know, brutal brutal outcomes. And they were just dominating the trenches. I mean, they didn't get much of a pass rush. They, you know, weren't able to um, give their quarterback any time to throw the football. You know, they, they've got a little bit of a running game, but not much. And they did a, an adequate job against the, against the run, but they gave up too many big plays. And, you know, you go into a game, your, your top cornerback is, is not playing. You're at Ohio State. you got to start a, a freshman, uh, a very talented freshman, by the way, uh, in Avery Young. But, you know, his first, you know, look at college football, 100,000 people, and, 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 and they, they hit Rutgers for some big plays. And let's face it, you know, they have a – NFL-type pass rusher, maybe the best uh, pass rusher in, in, in Bosa, and uh, he, he basically uh, made his influence on, on that football game. Now, you're down there in the trenches. You're right there, Fooch. I mean, what was the tone at the onset of the game? Did the players seem tight or nervous or anything like that? Or I, I, Listen, I, I would say that 70% of this team uh, is young, and mm-hmm. it's probably... Uh, a very big um, place to go your first college game and play in front of a hundred thousand people. So I think that there was some butterflies. I think there were some guys that maybe um, maybe were rattled just a little bit or, or maybe just nerves. But um, you know that's something that you know will benefit them now as they move on to Kansas and they've been uh, in one of the you know great places to play a college football game in Columbus and now they go to Kansas. So. You know, they've seen what it's like to be in front of a hostile crowd, and, and you're not going to get more hostile than in Columbus. And Fuchui will move on to Kansas in just a little bit. That's the upcoming opponent this week for the Scarlet Knights. But just a few more moments reviewing Saturday's game. Chris Ash this week said against Texas State, and I'm quoting out of context here, but basically we did what we had to do. We controlled things from start to finish. We didn't do that against Ohio State. We're somewhere in between those teams, you know, a team we should have done that against and one that's competing for a national championship. And we'll find out this week where we are in terms of uh, how close to one side or the other we are. At any rate, to me, it was still a disappointing performance because the last two seasons, shutouts, et cetera, they didn't put much more on the board, three points. A 50-spot-plus was put up against them. How disappointed was Ash and his staff and the players that they weren't a little closer to Ohio State, which, again, is one of the best teams in college football, but that it appeared, based on the result, the progress wasn't as great as maybe we thought? I think they were a little disappointed um, as far as competing against Ohio State. I mean, there were some areas where there were some things that they were, you know, actually proud of. 
I mean, I think their special teams played really well, and I, and I think, you know, their kickers were tremendous in the game. You know, their punter and, 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 and their field goal kicker and, and you know, uh, Justin Davinovich was, was outstanding um, for, for his first-year kicking. Uh, as a field goal kicker, he nails his only opportunity. He makes a tackle on the kickoff. Uh, his kickoffs were deep and out of the end zone. The punter was tremendous. Adam Corsak, his first road game in college football from, from Australia, you know, uh, kicking in front of a live audience like that. Uh, so there were some positives with the special teams. But again, uh, you know, Ohio State overwhelmed them. They go three deep. Uh, and again, Rutgers came into the game with a freshman quarterback. No excuse. But, you know, first time on the road for Art, he's a freshman. Let's face it. It's his first, first experience on the road. And, you know, Rutgers has not had yet their wide receivers step up and make plays. And that's the biggest thing right now. They need their wide receivers to, to, to be involved. They need their wide receivers to help their quarterback out. They have to get the 50-50 balls. They have to go up and get them. They have to, when it's third down and six, hold on to the football to extend the drive so that you're not punting all game. They had a, a drop early on in that game. So there, there are some growing pains. They have some, again, a very young lineup. But, but I think that they, they, they look at it as, hey, we know what we went up against. We don't know if we're going to see a team better than that this year. We have a lot of things that we have to fix, but, you know, there's, there's an opportunity now to get better from it. As, uh, as an intern, Fooch, when I was in college, I had an opportunity to uh, be on the sideline for a New England Patriots game uh, a few times. And so I know how just dangerous that can be down on the field. I had one instance where Eric Dickerson, as he was uh, finishing up his career in Indianapolis, almost knocked my head off. But Almost finished John's career before yeah. it started. Yes, yes. So I was wondering, can, can you take our listeners through not only what your duties are uh, as a sideline reporter, but how cognizant you have to be with everything that's going on around you because it could be quite dangerous. Well, I'll be honest with you. I've been fortunate, you know, uh, you know, all these years, uh, 15 years, I've been fortunate. You know, I'm, I'm usually trying to stay ahead of the play. You know, when the Rutgers offense is on the field, I'm usually 20 yards ahead. So they're coming towards me. When the Rutgers defense is on the field, I'm usually behind the other offense so that the Rutgers defense is facing me. Um, and, you know, I'm, it's all about positioning and just trying to stay out of the way. I mean, I remember when, you know, back in the day when uh, Rutgers was playing some games that, you know, it was standing room only. Uh, I couldn't even see sometimes on the sideline because you got so many people <laughs> on the sideline mm. that I was, I was, I was basically looking at the scoreboard all game. But that, that they cleaned up the sideline now, so there's not as many people on the sideline anymore. But I, I think the, the, the most dangerous thing that ever happened to me on the sideline was, you know, it's a funny story, but, you know, it's West Virginia, Rutgers. You know, obviously it's uh, a huge game. Um, in 06, Rutgers wins the game. They, they go on to the Orange Bowl. And uh, I, I'd say it was the second quarter, end of the first quarter, the second quarter. And, and West Virginia has a very tight bench area, meaning that from where the Rutgers um, players sit, on their benches to the to the back wall of where the fans are, it had to be maybe four to five feet of space. And usually that's where you go from one end to the other. So it's a crossover. And what happened was Rutgers had a football player who was injured, Taekwon Underwood, and so he's on the training table. So now you really can't pass uh, through because there were trainers and doctors and so me being um, a little bit rambunctious, I lost my head and I cut through the box uh, 
where the coaches were coaching um, and where the players were to kind of get to the other side during a break. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, uh, they weren't playing at the time. It was a commercial break. And Coach Ciano, I, I, he, he just turned around at the wrong time and saw me and said, Fooch, what are you doing in the box? And she began to chase me. And I was like stunned. I was like a deer about to get run over by a truck. And I just started running. And I ran literally from the from the by the by the bench to the other end zone and I just kept running like if I'm going to just stand there and have Greg come 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 up to me and rip me you know uh, on national television so I just kept running and Greg eventually stopped running after me and uh and then you know the game started and and they they went on to play and I and I I I think I spent the rest of that game in the stands I was so like shaken from Uh. that experience and I remember the next day and Pooch after we lost the heartbreaker, Channel <laughs> says to me, Coach, I, says, I, I, I say, Coach, I'm sorry about that. And he goes, Pooch, stay out of the box, okay? <laughs> I was like, no problem, Coach. <laughs> Is there video? The only- I'm sorry? Is there video? I'd love to see it. No, there, was, there was no video, but let me tell you something. It was one of my finest moves. Uh-huh. He starts running after me, and I made a cut and a move, and I was down the sideline in about 3.2 seconds. And you know now that like, you, you said hello to him uh, while you were in Columbus, huh? No doubt. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we shook hands and and, oh, and, and we always laugh about that incident, oh, you know, fun. because I had to see him on the way, on, uh-huh. on the plane going home, uh-huh. you know. But it's one of those things where a coach, you know, they're in the heat of battle. They see something that is not that they can't control that shouldn't, you know, that kind of is like out of their control. They see me, you know, by the by the players and a lot, you know, and they were like. He's like, what's Fooch doing here? And then he just started chasing me. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> and, you know, the assistant coaches, uh, I know uh, m- most of them till this day, some of them have gone on and, and are coaching in the NFL. They're laughing. They were laughing. They were like, <laughs> we're coaching these kids here, and we see Shano chasing Fooch, and they're like, oh, what is going on here? Yeah, so, but uh, no, it was, uh, it, that was my only... That was my da- most dangerous moment on the sideline. <laughs> Funny. You're listening to the RU Review, brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. We're talking to Anthony Fusilli. So let's turn to Kansas. Um, this is a team that lost to Nichols State in their opener at home. Uh, they did win on the road uh, last week at uh, Central Michigan. Uh, they've got a, they've got some decent players. Peyton Bender, a senior quarterback, uh, you know, completes sixty percent of his passes, has uh, three TDs. Uh, Puka Williams is a, a freshman, speedy back, has scored a couple times, a couple long runs. Uh, so they've got some some skill players. Uh, uh, Fuchs, uh, any uh, anybody concern you there on the uh, Kansas offense? One guy, and you mentioned his name, Puka Williams. He's okay. a Janarian Grant type player. Um, he's he's not very big, but very electric, very fast. Uh, if he sneaks out of that backfield or if you don't wrap him up, he can go make a big play at any time. So he's a guy that you have to wrap up, you have to concentrate on, and somehow you're going to have to try to take him out of this game. But, you know, he's very good in space. And just like I said, very like uh, Janarian Grant was, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, he makes things happen. And he's only a freshman, but I tell you what, you know, he's a kid who went to a lot of big-time schools and decided to go to Kansas. And, um... He's he's definitely someone that Rutgers uh, is going to pay a lot of attention to. I guess the best news uh, this weekend is that they will not see Bill Self and are not playing in Fog Allen. Uh, that's one feather in their cap. But what would you like to see now in Week Three from the Rutgers offense as far as moving forward and progressing? Well, I've said it, you know, and I'll keep saying it. 
they need contributions from the wide receivers. They're young. I get it. Bo Melton, a sophomore. Uh, Shameen Jones really going through his first year uh, as a starter. Um, you know, Eddie Lewis has just joined the team. Mohamed Jabi is, is a sophomore. He's got to hold on to the football. They have to get some positive plays from the receivers to open some things up for that running game and for the tight ends. They, they just need, you know, we've seen some flashes out of the running backs who I think are really going to be um, fine this year. I, I think they have, you know, a three-headed monster back there with Pacheco, Blackshear, and Hillman. I like what I see. I think the tight ends are very talented. But you, the wideouts are a concern to me until I see them step up and make plays and then they're capable. Bo Melton is uh, is very very capable of doing it. They just got to put it together. They they just have to go out to play with some confidence, confidence, play fast, and catch the ball. And Sidkowski is good to go, or are we still well, waiting? We're still waiting. Um, you know, it, it we'll we'll see. He took some hit, obviously, uh, by Bosa the other day, and I think we're fortunate that you know he is, uh, you know obviously been practicing this week and he's getting better and and, and you know because when it happened it looked really bad but you know again they have a fifth-year senior in Gio Resigno who has won games on the road for them you know and in the Big Ten so you know whether it's Gio or if it's Art I think they're capable of, of managing this game at Kansas and it will come down to fellas it, it sounds like you know a cliche but if you look at the Kansas you know, game. They had six turnovers that they capitalized against Central Michigan. If Rutgers can somehow force turnovers and not just give the ball away against Kansas at Kansas, I think they should be okay. I, I think if I'm Chris Ash, and I know Sitkowski is his guy, I mean, highly recruited, terrific arm. I would sit him out another week. You're on the road. It's an early start to begin with. Uh, we've had uh, Eric Legrand, of course, on this show previously, and, and he said he never liked those really early morning starts. Those were tough. So it, it's, it's it's on the road. It's against a team that looks at this game the way Rutgers is looking at it as a must-get because both teams, well, with the exception of Buffalo, but uh, Kansas will go into its conference schedule full bore. Rutgers about to do so. Uh, again, on the, all that sort of stuff, Sitkowski injured, I'm going to play the steady hand for at least one more week, see if I can settle my troops down. They need a little something. You know, they got hammered last week, and that's what, that's, that's what I would do. And if I need a change of pace and Sitkowski's okay, then I that's how I would flip it. But we'll see what happens on Saturday. And, Fooch, what's the extent of that uh, that injury in terms of, I mean, has it been diagnosed? Is it a sprained shoulder? or Because I've heard everything from he's completely fine to there is an issue with that shoulder. Uh, listen, you know what? That said, he did practice yesterday, okay. and that that you know, I gotta right. assume that he's okay mm-hmm. practicing. I, I would say it's, he's bruised, but I would okay. say that you know he's a tough kid, and but he's practicing. So you know, I got. It's not like he was, uh, you know, we haven't seen, um, you know, sometimes when a player gets hurt, but on Austin, you don't see them at practice. Right, Art's been out there, so you gotta assume that. You know he's bruised, but he's he's battling it, and and I think if he, I think if he's fine at the end of this week, I I, I have a feeling they're going to go. John McNulty's going to go with Art just because he feels like, you know, the the future is now, and why not, uh, you know, why not let this kid, uh, 
you know, learn early and, and benefit later in the season. And Rashino can come off the bench if there's a problem. I get that. I just, I just Absolutely. might, I just might flip it. But we'll we'll see what they well, do. Listen, I, I, I thought, you know, this is just me now. This is just my my thoughts. I thought I would have started Geo against Ohio State at Ohio State and then turned it over to Art. That that's how I felt in front of a uh, hundred thousand people in that defense. That maybe it's better to to, to play Geo because of his mobility. And, and and then maybe bring in Art later, and then start Art against Kansas. So uh, you know everybody's got uh, you know everybody's got an opinion. Yes, they do. Pooch, hey, it doesn't look like we're going to get uh, good news on on Bless Austin. I mean, you know, Kai Hester is banged up, and and you know KJ Gray was dismissed in the off season, and you know now a, an area of strength for this team is very much in question. Are you concerned with the secondary now with with, with Rutgers? Well, I wouldn't say I was concerned, but obviously it went from a strength. It went from arguably the best mm-hmm. secondary in the Big Ten to now probably, you know, just a, a, another good secondary. Because with Blesson Austin, who, you know, coming into this year, I'm telling you guys, he's, he's, a, he's a borderline second, first-round draft choice, the way he can shut down people. Oh, yeah, and then you have a guy him. who's played in 30, 32 games. On the other side, and Isaiah Wharton, with with an experienced second uh, safety unit with 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 Hampton, uh, Hayes, and Hester. I mean, that was a group to me that could be as 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 good as any group in the Big Ten. But now, when you lose a blitz on Austin, who's a lockdown corner, well, you know what? It's growing pains again. And believe me, Avery Young is going to be a three-year starter, a captain, and a tremendous player for Rutgers. There's no doubt about it. When I saw him at Ohio State after he got, uh, you know, lit up on that play, after yeah. I saw him get back there in battle and like go mm-hmm. after every ball carrier, like he was going to rip the ball out of their hands. I gained a lot of respect for that kid. I really like his future. Fooch, we'll we'll get your final thoughts in just a little bit about what we need to look for, what we need to focus in on Saturday. But I want to go back to the chemistry that you guys have in the booth. Uh, We're speaking with uh, Fooch, the sideline reporter on Rutgers football on the uh, IMG radio network. And of course, Chris Carlin does the play-by-play, and Chris has been a guest on some of our podcasts. And Eric uh, joins us on the RU Review on a regular basis, and everybody knows about him. And Ray Lucas, to me, he's such a crack. I mean, Jersey kid, Rutgers guy, professional quarterback, and he just – Rutgers is on his sleeve. He 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 bleeds the scarlet and black, and it's just um, – and, and white, and it's just fun to listen to. What's the chemistry like? Like, what's – take us through a meeting. So you guys get together, and you all bring different elements to the broadcast. So – what are you know? What's a meeting like as you try to form a cohesive broadcast? Well, you know, everyone is really a great guy and and fun to be around. And I think we all have a lot of fun with each other. Uh, we've been doing this a long time together, and we we also have a lot of respect. Chris is you know he's like the conductor. You know he's he's trying to keep us all in line. You know Ray loves to you know. To, to, to get out there and, 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 and say things. And I'm a guy who, obviously, I covered Ray in college, so I have to keep him in check. And I know, you know, he made mistakes. He, now, he won't tell you that he made mistakes <laughs> in college, but I was there to see them. So when he, when he gets on somebody, I have to kind of, you know, keep him in check and understand that, you know what, Ray, these are young guys, and you, you too made those mistakes, but got better from it. So, I, you know, I like, to, I like to remind Ray of that. And we just go back and forth at it. But you know what? We love to... We love to go at it, and that's 
that's that's the good thing. We all we all have a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and I said black. I know it's scarlet and white, but they wear a lot of black too. All college teams do, and pro teams too. So I threw that in a little bit. But raise a crack. Hey, you covered him in college. I covered him in high school, my friend, when he played for the Harrison Blue Tide. Ask him about the Blue right. Tide Yule hey, Tide. You're a Hudson listen, County guy, I, so you probably know about that, but that's yeah, their basketball I bring, tournament. I bring it up all the time how he's like, you know, the second all time leading scorer in basketball uh, in Hudson County history, and that, you know, maybe he chose the wrong sport. I try to, I kid him that. <laughs> I kid him on that all the time, but no, I've, I've known Ray for a long time, and he was a fierce competitor who was a, who had a chip on his shoulder and, you know, had that Jersey attitude. And the, and the greatest thing I love about Ray is that, you know, he, he tells it like it is. But he loves Rutgers, and you know he's very proud of the fact that he he stayed home. You know he he had opportunities to go to other places, but he wanted to be great in New Jersey. And I have a lot of a lot of respect for him because of that. Yeah, I Spe- agree. Speaking of staying home, we all know that the lifeblood of college sports, Fooch, is recruiting. Uh, it's the lifeblood of what these coaches do, and they're doing it. If the the good ones are doing it, 365 days a year. How you know plugged in are you with how Rutgers is recruiting? How they're being you know accepted by the not only the coaches in New Jersey, which is ripe with with football talent, but you know around the country. How, how plugged in are you with all of that? Well, listen, Rutgers has made strides in in recruiting every year under Ash. They seem to get. Uh, better and better. I mean, you know that they've added an Art Sikowski, which is which is something that probably wouldn't have happened a few years ago. But Art had a lot of opportunities to go other places, decommitted from Miami, and decided to, to, to come home and play, um, you know, for Rutgers. So, you know, there are a lot of players in this recruiting class that are getting on the field this year um, and are going to help Rutgers down the road. Avery Young, again, is a steal in this class. You know, Pennsylvania, Penn State did not offer him. And they, I, I know for a fact that they they know they missed the boat on it. And and you look at a Raekwon O'Neal out of South Carolina, an offensive lineman, highly touted, and he is going to be a tremendous offensive lineman for them down the road. You look at Pacheco from Vineland, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, a, a big-time running back out of South South Jersey, another guy could have went to a lot of places. So Rutgers has been doing better and, and, and getting some kids, especially now in this class that's going to be for next year, to stay home. Um, they do, do, you, do you always want to do better? Obviously, you want to try to keep all your kids home. But New Jersey has such great high school football that you can't keep them all home, and some of them just want to go away. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the unfortunate part. But there are some, you know, there are some players that you know, Rutgers has been able to to get to commit and um, it all it all it all you know you got to have your quarterback and getting art was a big time statement moving forward because now the recruits who are jumping on board go to practice and they see art throw the ball and they go wow this guy can this guy can really throw the ball and they've they've got a number of guys to commit because of that and that's you know good high school players they want to play with other good players and then the word has gotten out that you know Arthur can sling it so now, you know, that that bodes well. And, you know, let's face it, fellas, they had two wins the first year. They had four wins the second year. They've got to win. They've got to have some success this year. And if they have some success, they'll get some more kids in New Jersey to jump on the bandwagon. That being said, Fooch, uh, Ohio State's behind us. Ash is going to be judged on the next six games, all winnable. It starts with Kansas this Saturday. 
Are you surprised that they're underdogs going into Kansas? And then what uh, what's your biggest concern, and what do you feel good about with Rutgers heading to uh, in uh, Kansas? Well, uh, I'm not completely surprised because Kansas snapped their losing streak that went you know went back to 2009. So they're coming back into their house. They're going to be pumped up. You know, um, Rutgers is going on the road. Uh, Rutgers just got you know, beaten up pretty badly by Ohio State. So, to me, and and at the time, you know, Rutgers lost their starting quarterback. So I'm not surprised that they're underdog. That 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 that, that could be a pick'em game by the time that game mm-hmm. kicks off uh, on on noon uh, on Saturday. But what I feel confident in, I think, I think Rutgers is going to be able to run the football. I think Rutgers will run the football against Kansas. And I think that their defense will be a lot better uh, than what you saw on Saturday against an Ohio State team that can throw the ball deep as well as anybody in the country and can also run the football. Um, so I think that Rutgers will be able to get the better of play in the trenches. And I think that that's going to be the, the key component. As long as you don't turn the ball over, as long as you don't give away points, I think Rutgers has a real good chance here to come out of Kansas with a win. That's, that's just how I feel if if they play a game, a clean football game. Now, they got to play a clean football game. But if they do that, then uh, I think Kansas will make more mistakes. Yeah, a couple of turnovers, too, win that battle, and, and like you said, get the wide receivers going. It's an early start out in Kansas, man. Hope you get some rest uh, out at uh, Memorial Stadium uh, before or rather, before you hit the, the field at Memorial Stadium. And stay away from the coaches, man. <laughs> yeah. Stay you know out what? of the booth. I, 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 I've learned my lesson. Now I stay out of the box, and uh, you know I'm good. I'm a veteran now. You know you you have to go through those experiences, and then when you do, it's like anything else in life, you get better from it. Absolutely, Fooch. Thanks, man. Fooch, thanks for joining us, and I hope we could join us later in the season as well. Thanks, fellas, and thanks uh, for your interest in Rutgers football, and keep it going. Awesome. Thanks, man. And that was Fooch. The sideline reporter for Rutgers, happy to have him on, and hopefully he'll uh, join us uh, later in the season as well. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He's a big college athletics guy. He's a big uh, basketball guy as well. And, you know, he's not afraid to speak his piece, and he's not afraid to get into areas that maybe he's not supposed to. I love that story about Chiano. It was classic. But good guy. I've known him a long time, and glad that he could join us on the show. That being said, Rutgers has to win this game on Saturday. I mean, what... Just the scenario if they don't. I mean, they're going in as an underdog. We've said this many times. Kansas has circled this on their schedule as well. I think well. it's their homecoming. Yeah. So they're they're going to be pumped, and they, they might actually have a halfway decent crowd. I'm sure it's hard uh, drawing to Kansas football these days, but maybe they'll have a decent crowd. And i got to tell you, I, I do think they can run the ball, and uh, one would hope they'd be able to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball. But, I mean, you know, like this Puka Williams kid, freshman, suit is fast. And, you know, could he surprise some people? You never know. Their quarterback's a senior. He seems to be capable. Uh, you know, it, it's um, – and again, you know, Vegas not liking Rutgers. No, but you would think – you know, they're a Big Ten team now. You would think that they would be able to go in and name only and, and go and push Kansas around. I mean, they've been yeah. – They've been a terrible football program for many years. Yeah, I don't want to mention Eastern Michigan here, but again, on Eastern Michigan had a very good quarterback last year. I'll say that, but um, this is a, this is a situation where if they have a couple skilled people, it could give uh, Rutgers uh, defense we'll know fits. A lot, yeah, we'll know yeah. a lot more about Rutgers after this one. It is yeah. an important game, there's no doubt. Not 
looking past, you know, Buffalo, mm-hmm. which is next week, Buffalo means a lot less in terms of what Rutgers hopes to do, which clearly they're mm-hmm. shooting for a bowl game. This schedule is set up for a bowl game. Uh, so it takes a major hit if they don't win this one on Saturday. Because weighing it against the disappointment of the uh, the loss and the, the way they lost in, in Ohio State, you just don't want to see it really, the wheels fall off in a sense. And I would feel like that would be the feeling if they did lose to Kansas. The tough thing here is they have to go to Kansas. So, you know, yeah. anything can happen on the road, as we know. So, um, well, the you best know. thing, I think the best thing that could happen is if they receive the opening kickoff, mm-hmm. they draw, they make a nice drive and get some points, uh, hopefully a touchdown or, you know, get a field goal. And if they start off on defense, they want to get a three and out and really get the mm-hmm. day started on the right foot. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see. It's, um, you know, as I did a article on it, just talking about, uh, you know, like it's the worst uh, football game possible, but it still yeah. should interest you because of the fact that they're both so looking bad. to get out from the bottom mm-hmm. uh, of their division. So um, it's the bottom so, feeder bowl. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, still, it's still a very important game, a very oh. important game for, for Rutgers and Chris Ash. So uh, so we'll see. And uh, that'll do it for this week's. RU Review, and that's brought to you by Zebra Pen. Happy to have them on. Find Zen in your pen. Steve Titchener here with John McAlevey and Matt Lachlan, and we will catch you next week for another edition of RU Review, and that's on moresportsnow.com. Check it out. <laughs>